This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Logical Weight Loss Podcast for December 17th. Today we're continuing to fix the cause. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it thin. Not till you lie. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, and if uh, you're from California, I'm going to let you hear something you probably don't hear. This is the sound of snow crunching under your feet. That's what it sounds like. I'm actually walking around the neighborhood, um, and uh, if you're new to the podcast, this is where we talk about basically my little tips on losing weight. Um, I haven't lost any weight since the last time I talked to you because I'm recording this about 10 minutes after I talked to you the last time. So I recorded that last episode and now I'm recording this one and I'm walking around the neighborhood in the snow here in lovely Akron, Ohio. And uh, looking a little weird talking to myself. But you know, I'm willing to look weird for you guys. But in the last podcast I talked about one of the things that I'm focusing on here at the end of the year is the fact that it's okay to exercise. It's, it's great to exercise. All sorts of benefits. There is nothing bad about exercising. But what about the fact that, um, and, and in eating right, but if you don't fix the cause, if you're an emotional eater, if you're, um, oh, we're getting some, some good uh, sound effects going on here. Somebody's air pump, um, but that's all right. I'm up walking around the neighborhood. I could have said it's too cold outside, but luckily there's no wind. But getting back to my main point, we're we're back here to fix the root cause. Why are you an emotional eater? Why are you using food to uh, to motivate yourself to 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 medicate yourself? Basically, is a better way of putting that. Is that the blimp? It is. Can you hear that noise? That is the Goodyear blimp, which of course is. Uh, Akron, Ohio. Little little tangent here. Lucky me to record a podcast outside the day the blimp is literally, I don't know, a couple hundred feet above my head. Akron is the uh, used to be the rubber capital of the world back in the the 40s and 50s, and Goodyear is still here. And uh, apparently the blimp's in town. So if you wonder what that noise is, it's the Goodyear blimp. <laughs> but today. Today's cause, and I have a guy across the street thinking I'm really weird talking to myself. Today's cause, we're going to talk about, last week we talked about money, things that stress you out. 
uh, today's cause, we're going to talk relationships. And if you've um, been around for the podcast, you know I've just been married about a year ago. And this is my second marriage, my first marriage. I was married for about 10 years before my wife became an alcoholic. And uh, was lucky enough to find my, my current wife. And uh, you know they always say the first years of marriage are a, uh, a little rough. And that's true, because you have two people that are used to being single that are now living again to be married. If you're married for the second time, I think most people know that uh, marriages, typically, the first one, you got a 50-50 shot. You ready for this? You would think the the second marriage, you would have better odds. You actually, the chance of divorce in a second marriage is 70%. Now, the reason for that is because everybody thinks this time it's going to be just like all those novels. All the romance novels where Fabio comes in and, and takes you away. And uh, it just isn't that way. So um, so if you're in a second marriage and things aren't going well, um, that's probably part of it. But today we're gonna, I'm going to give you... So to, to make a long story short, um, when our marriage, my second marriage, started going the wrong way, my wife and I started going to counseling because we love each other. And, you know, we realized that, hey, you know, deep down we love each other, but we're just having a, a couple issues that we needed to to work around and this guy that just dropped off something in the mailbox thinks I'm really weird because I'm talking to myself I'm uh, I'm standing I just walked across the uh, it's weird I just walked across a crosswalk where I was a crossing guard when I was in 6th grade I'm actually standing in front of uh, Otis C. Hatton School which is the elementary school I went to and do you want to know who the very first Hatton hero was? back in the day probably 1971 Yours truly. It's this little program they did for kids. And uh, I was the very first Hatton hero. Not that, uh, we'll talk about that, why that's relevant in a minute. Getting back to marriages, relationships, things like that. Um, here's the thing. If you are in a thought process of if only they would change, if only they would change our life would be happy. And remember last year, last year, last week we were talking about shiny things and money and the fact that if I could just buy that one thing, my life would be so much better. No, no, no. Here we're now stuck with if that person would change, if that person would change, our marriage would be perfect. And that, my friends, is the wrong attitude. You can fix them, you can fix them by fixing you. Now, obviously, there are always... Um, you know, in the case of people beating on each other, that's a whole different story. But I'm talking about arguments, shouting matches, things like that. Think about this. And this is something that I just came to grips with. Because both my wife and I were in this mindset, he said, as the wind now picks up. Let's see if I can move to stop that. Um, this is so weird walking around my elementary school. I haven't been here in years. Um... If you're in this mindset, if I could just fix them, our marriage would be great. The problem with that is, think about this, because the other thing is, especially in marriages, you want to be in control. You want to control things. We just generally like that, right? We like to control things. And if you're saying, if only they would change, you are giving them all the power. Wow. All the I shouldn't have done this because I'm, I'm now walking on the playground that I grew up on and it's, it's hard to stay focused here. 
Um, but you're giving them all the power. You're giving them all the power because if you're saying if they would just change, then you are you are helpless. You are helpless. Don't give them the power. All your happiness belongs to them. That's no. Who wants to be in that position? So what do you do? You change yourself. And that means that sometimes you got to look at yourself and say, okay, maybe I do need to change a little bit. And uh, and so that's what my wife and I have been doing. It's, it's really weird because as I stand on this playground, I'm standing in the spot that was really one of my worst memories of all time. It's so weird to be here. And that is the fact that we were in, I believe, sixth grade. And uh, all the boys lined up on this playground. And we, we ran from over there by the tree right to where I'm standing. And I was the next to the slowest guy in our class. All the boys lined up on, on, on recess here. And I was the next to the slowest guy. Thank God for Donnie Allen. Um, I think I've told this story before. And we did it again just to make sure. And uh, I barely, barely beat him. But I wasn't the slowest. But I was the next to the slowest. And uh, that was a very scary moment because I, I didn't really like myself. I was like, wow, is there something wrong with me? I need to get in shape, etc., etc. And those are the things that you need to think about. Sometimes you have a chip on your shoulder. Sometimes there are things in your life that distort your view. That's the other thing I want to... I actually have notes today. You have to stop thinking... And, and one of my problems is that at times, although I'm a very positive person, I have a tendency to think that the world is out to get me. Why, I don't know. That's what I'm examining. But I... I often look for the negative. I've had some. I've had bad luck growing up in some cases, um, and that I think has something to do with it. But uh, you know, the life isn't out to get you, and nor is your spouse. You, you stood up in front of people and said that you loved each other. You know, years ago, and that person is still there, and so. You have to fix yourself and assume that the other person is a person of goodwill. Sometimes you have to physically call a truce. But fix yourself. And then, because you're a better person then, that person is going to be much more prone to change. Because, you're, you know, who wants to change for Oscar the Grouch, right? And let me talk to the guys for just a second. When it comes to a great book to read, if you're a of a biblical biblical uh, background, read the book Love and Respect. And what it says is, women need, and the key word here is need, to feel loved, and I mean cherished above all else. They need to feel loved. Guys need to feel respected, and to make a woman feel loved, he said, almost falling down. It's the joy of walking around in the snow. Uh, to feel loved guys it's not big things you don't have to go buy them a car although you know they might appreciate that it's the little things guys it's holding her hand it's telling her she loves you if you just here assume this man assume your wife does not know you love her at all times 
just just go with that mindset because basically think of them as like a, a balloon filled with love that has a hole in it and you constantly have to fill it with love and you'll be in much better shape so hold her hand I'm going to die out here I've almost fallen three times now and I, I keep making sure I don't drop the recorder um Hold her hand, open her door, buy her flowers, leave her notes. All those little things make huge, huge differences. Gentlemen, are you listening to me? Pretend like you're dating your wife and you want to win her over. Um, That's my one little note here. My other question, this goes for everybody. One of the things that I've come across, and if you think about this, again, you have to step back and look at this one is I bet a lot of the things that you argue about with your your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your partner, I bet your arguments are stupid. I'll give you an example, one of mine. Um, I went to church. I had my Kindle that you folks helped me buy. Had my Bible on it. And uh, this one older usher guy was saying he really likes when people bring the Bible to church. And... Uh, I said, well, I got mine right here. He goes, no, 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 you need something you can write in. And we kind of listened to him, and I told my wife, I said, you know, I disagree with that guy. Anything you can do in a paper Bible, you can do in the Kindle Bible. I can underline it, I can bookmark it, I can do whatever. And uh, she said, do you realize you always have to disagree? Which, and off we went. You know, so I had to prove to her that, no, I was right. You could do anything you want in a Kindle Bible that you can in a normal Bible. Really dumb argument. So that is my other words of advice for your relationship. Is what you're arguing about, does it really matter? Does it really matter? Ask yourself that. Hey, if we do it their way, what's the worst thing that could happen? And does it really matter? (laughs) Does it? Because I think I'm finding out that no, it doesn't. Um... And so think of... Let's review where we're at so far. Think of your person as a person of goodwill. Don't assume they're trying to hurt you. Remember, this person loves you. And if they're saying something that sounds like ill will, ask them, why did you say that? Don't fire back. Um, and then the other thing is, and this is a key that we've learned that's really helping, is if you're in the middle of an argument and it's escalating, you know, you've gone from talking to, to shouting, maybe some hands are waving, um, you're, you're getting close to that F you, F you, F you part, walk away. And here's the key to this. Here's the key to this. I just learned this technique. Say, I, you know, I love you. I, I'm sorry we're arguing right this. Um, I think we should take a break. Let's take a break. And then give it a time. Let's take a break for 30 minutes. We will come back after 30 minutes, and we will continue this discussion. Now, you have to have that part at the end. You have to a measurable time, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, and leave the house. Leave the house. You know, go to your respective corners. And then explain when you come back, you will continue the discussion. Otherwise, people have a tendency to want to use this technique to simply, you know, hey, I'm not getting my way in this argument. I'm going to say I need a break. And that doesn't, uh, that doesn't work. So you're, you just use it as an avoidance technique, and that's not what we're talking about. So that's a great uh, technique that I've, I've learned here. Um, if you're looking for a great book, I already mentioned Love and Respect by Dr. Eckrich. Uh, Emerson Eckridge, and I'm going to stand in this little hallway because it's getting really windy here. Um, and that's a great book. Another great book is 
Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. This is by a guy named Dr. John Gottman. And he here's what's weird about this guy. It's interesting. He's looked at, at marriage from a science point of view. And he basically has a um, an apartment where couples go for the weekend. They get wired up so that you can see their heart rate and their, you know, all these other electrodes to see how you're physically doing. You get videotaped, and then they study these videotapes. And this guy can predict divorce now. It's something like 93%. He can watch you for five minutes and figure out if you're going to stay married or not. And he's written a book that explains um, what he's learned from these studies. It's really, really interesting. Again, called The uh, Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. I'll have a link to this out in the show notes. And then... Um, I found a book that I'm reading that, that kind of doesn't apply to me, but, but it has some great... It's, it's kind of where I got into this self-discovery thing. It's called Stop Hurting the Woman You Love by Ellen Eldridge. And it's actually written for people that are domestic violence um, people, people that are, you know, your, your arguments are getting over the top. And it's really, really interesting in terms of making you ask, why are you the way you are? So, like, I, you know, both of us are kind of controlling people. And I think the reason for that is when I grew up, things that I didn't have control over often went poorly. And that has now structured me to want to control everything. Well, to do that, you're kind of assuming that your spouse then is is not working for the best of you and that's just bad again your 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 spouse loves you and you're a team don't look at that person as the enemy that doesn't make any sense and so it's a a, a really interesting book and i've been looking into you know what makes me tick and I'm, I'm realizing without blaming everything on my parents but some of the ways i act um like you know thinking by by being kind of defensive by being thinking that, well, this could go wrong, you know, well, it's nice, you don't want to walk into areas where you think, you know, not everything is going to go right, life is not perfect, but on the other hand, being a defensive person and always thinking things are going to go wrong, uh, you're going to cut yourself out of parts of life where you could be a lot happier, and so, um, the other thing to to think about, my my last point here is I, I turn my feet towards home. Very, I, I got to tell you, this is so weird walking around my elementary school. Um, kind of, this is where I came from. This is, you know, it's just weird. Um, one of the reasons a lot of us think we're right all the time is because you have your facts. Um, guys, guys, you're very logical. This is nothing new. You know, when John Gray said men are from Mars, women are from Venus, that's nothing new. You're going to tell me, this guy made millions of dollars telling people that men and women are different. Really? Seriously? We didn't know this before? But, uh, I'm trying to block the wind with this envelope. And, uh, yeah, we are different. Guys are very logical. We like to think things through. Women, obviously, uh, operate a little more emotionally. And so one of the things I'm trying to do now, if I get in an argument, is figure out what my wife is feeling and get into her shoes. Uh, Likewise, my wife is trying to figure out what my husband is thinking, which, realize, is unnatural. 
it's unnatural for me to think about feeling. It's, it's not natural for her to go into a thinking mode, but realize by realizing how different we are, we can try to speak each other's language. But my point here is we often think we're right because we have our own thoughts. You know, I've logically thought something out, so obviously this is right because I've, I'm a smart person and I figured this out. And here, if you would just do things my way, that would, uh, you know, my life would be simpler. Just do things my way. And she's got her emotions, and this is how she feels, and her feelings are reality. And so if you would just feel like I do, and and based on my feelings, we should do this. And so uh, that makes sense to her. And again, that's fine, but if if your facts that you are using, if your feelings that you are using are based and then have been skewed by thinking your partner is not a person of goodwill... Um, of by thinking that the world is out to screw you, that the the you know everyone is this and that's wrong and all negative Nancy. Don't be a negative person. Be a positive person, and work together, and realize you know that. And the thing to do that then the problem is with that step is you have to realize that you know what. Um, there might be something wrong with me. And it's not wrong, like, oh my gosh, I've got to replace my arm. But hey, you know, maybe the way I have been influenced by my parents, by my jobs, by my friends and family have led me to be able to where when people converse with me, I skew things a certain way. And by acknowledging that, it's interesting. I, I've always thought of myself as kind of Chandler Bing on Friends. I'm a very sarcastic person. But you can take that sarcasm too far and really um, be kind of mean with it and be um, just negative. You have to watch that. So I, I've kind of realized that, that I can be a bit of a negative Nancy. When I'm at my job, a lot of times I'm complaining about other departments instead of trying to help them and things like that. So if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, you're like, this is about weight loss. It is because we're talking about when your relationships go bad, we try to make ourselves feel better with food. We know we get upset and we turn to the Twinkie and that's just not going to be that. That's, that's not the solution. If you're not hungry, food is not the solution. Um, I started to talk about this book, stop hurting the woman you love by Ellen Eldridge is a great book. I think I mentioned this. I can't remember if I did or not. Um, so if you're in a relationship, and actually women, I think it would would work for you. It's really geared towards men that are kind of um, angry. And uh, so far I'm liking it because it's really making me kind of peel back the layers as to why I am the way I am and realizing that you know these things may be negatively affecting the way I process information, the way I handle my relationships, and things like that. So, um, marriage is a lot of work. Relationships are a lot of work. And, but they're also great rewards when you put the time in. The other thing, this is the last point I think I'm going to make because I'm almost home. The last point, and I'm going to gear this towards the gentleman, you know, when you were single... 
and there are workers on this house looking at me like I'm absolutely crazy because I'm talking to myself into an envelope at this point. Uh, so I'm going to be quiet for about 10 seconds while I walk by this guy. Just give me a second, listen to the car go by. Okay, we're past him. Um, except now I lost my thought. Oh, what was it? I'm going to have to rewind. Hold on, it'll come to me. I know you guys are yelling at your iPod. Dave, it was this. Um, yeah, I can't remember it. Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. I'm going to end it. Let's see, you're not always right. No, we did that. Let me look at my notes. Does it matter? No. It's the little things that mean a lot. Um, boy, I don't remember. And I'm walking on ice, so I have two things here. I'm trying to remember it. I'm trying to make sure I don't fall on my arse. Uh, but, oh, marriage takes a lot of work. And, um, guys, you can't live like you're single. When you were single, everyone breathe now. Ah, oh, he remembered. When you're single, you, uh, you know, you get to play video games all day, and you can walk around in your underwear. Um, you're married now. You know, in the same way that when I went back to school, it's not called fun, it's called school. And it's not called fun, it's called, well, that's a bad thing, but it's, it's marriage. And you don't get to live like you're single. He said walking by a guy blowing a snowblower, I guess, at this point. Um, you, you can't live like you're single because you're not. You, you've got a family, you've got a, a wife that needs you, that wants to spend time with you. You have kids, in some cases, that need things. And um, you can't live like you're single anymore. But if you take the time and put that into your marriage, I think you will find it more rewarding and more happy and more positive than when you were single and your great uh, triumphs were getting to the next level on that Xbox game. So I am back home. Again, if you're new to this podcast, um, I've been walking this whole time. Hopefully you were moving too. Ask your doctor if getting off your butt is right for you. And uh, we have some birds here in the backyard. And uh, we're talking the last couple weeks about fixing the cause. Looking at what makes you stressed out that leads you to want to self-medicate with with, uh, food. And today I just gave you my insights on marriage and relationships. I highly recommend the books I've been talking about. Put the time into your marriage to make it work. It is worth it. And... uh, if you'd like to contact me, my email is dave at logicalloss.com. You can call in your comments, 888-563-3228. You can leave a comment out at our website, logicalloss.com. As always, if you would like to support this show, would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Number one, you can subscribe on iTunes. Just go to logicalloss.com forward slash iTunes. Leave us a positive comment there. That would be great. But you can also go to supportthisshow.com. Any shopping you do on that site, a small portion of the proceeds go to support the show. Or you can just click on the donate button where all the proceeds pretty much go to support the show. And that is greatly, greatly appreciated. We'd love any feedback you have on this. And uh, until then, you can do this. Be strong. Get a plan. Figure out where you want to go. And then, uh, I said this in the last episode, plan the next right thing you're going to do. That could be lunch, it could be dinner, it could be breakfast, it could be getting up off the couch and walking around. Figure out the next right thing you're going to do and do it. And when you get done with that, plan another one. That's Take it that easy. Don't, don't think about weeks and months and years. 
just what's the next right thing you're going to do and make a plan to do it and then do it and then repeat. So thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to 